Greetings with lovers everywhere. I'm E-Train and welcome to E-Train Talks. And I've got to say, I am on cloud nine right now because I am here today. I'm welcoming back. That's right. I have my first returning guest author here today and one of the very first writers I interviewed on E-Train Talks. The first author who ever requested to be interviewed. That's right. The wow. first. I'm talking about the one and only middle grade author of the ALA gold standard, Kelsey Murphy and the Academy for the Unbreakable Arts. Woo! A thrilling mythological fantasy and downright awesome tale that I absolutely loved. So much so, I remember talking about a possible sequel in my first talk with Erica back in April. And rumor has it, Erica has a new book coming out. Could it be a sequel? Here to shed some light on this exciting news is the amazingly talented and wonderful Erica Lewis. Thank you so much for joining me for a Hello. second time. <laughs> it's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming. And I'm just so excited because you have a new book out and we all want to know a little bit about it. So tell us, yes. are the rumors true? Do you really have a new book coming out and could it be the sequel it for is Kelsey the Murphy? sequel. Um, and I actually see a picture of the new cover behind you, um, Kelsey Murphy in the Hunt for the Heart of Danu. Um, and uh, that is the sequel to book one. Um, what should I tell you? It comes out May 23rd. Did I already say that? Very excited. <laughs> right after the paper book comes out of Kelsey, which is also <laughs> awesome. The first book. Um, and I'm actually just holding the whole thing right here because I'm going through the the final make sure there's no typos and all that kind of fun stuff they call it the past pages so very exciting it is super duper exciting and can you share a passage from the sneak peek prologue of your newest novel Kelsey Murphy for the Heart of Danu yes so um the good news is if you want to read the prologue too it is up on Nerd Daily and I don't know can you put it up on yours yeah, I can. Okay, so good. So put, read it on yours. Um, they're just are releasing this the sneak peek. I'm going to start on page four of the prologue and Ooh. introduce you to some new characters. Um, because part of the story, which I'm sure we'll start talking about, is that it takes place uh also in the lands of winter, um, who the lands of summer is at war with. So here we go. Uh, Lexus turned to say something inspirational to her Fianna, swap stretched farting at the same time. Lexus chuckled, shaking her head, relishing the tension release. Swappy Toots was small for his age and the youngest in her Fianna, still 11. He was the craftiest of changelings, except for one little problem that always gave him away. He fizzled whenever he got excited or nervous or sad. Really, any emotion could bring on the gas. I heard that, Jack growled. Swappy smirked better than smelling it. Jack Postal was a legend. <laughs> he morphed into his saber-toothed tiger familiar first year. His mother was Bev, one of the three Morigna, and a goddess of vengeance, which was why he never forgave Lexus for choosing Swappy to be in their Fianna. She chose Jack for his eyes. So blue they glowed during selection. So intense they rattled Lexus and challenged her ever since. Behind him, the last member of their Fianna ignored them. Pavel was busy scrutinizing every inch of his ice armor. He bent his elbow, testing movement, then shaved a millimeter off, only to have it back again. Ever since word came that his aunt was imprisoned in summer, Pavel had turned into an extreme perfectionist, as if preparing to go and get her back. 
There's a lot of little Easter eggs in those paragraphs, too. There are a lot of Easter eggs, and I've already read the prologue, but I'm even more intrigued now to keep on reading and discover what happens next in The Heart of Danu, and everybody is as well. And I have a couple questions ready based off of that very prologue, which you can find, as she said, on Nerd Daily and on my website, everyone. Yeah. So... I love your book title, The Heart of Danu. Can you share anything about what your book title means, or will that give away too much about the story? No, it won't give away too much. You know, a lot, uh, a significant amount of the story is ripped right out of Irish mythology. Um, and Danu, uh, like Baylor, um, is a part of Irish mythology, and she is the mother goddess. She is sort of, I don't want to call her the Zeus, because their goddesses and gods are more... Um, they're more influential in your life than they are like the bosses yeah <laughs> um so there it's a, it's a different it's a very matriarchal uh pantheon um like a lot of celtic mythologies but um but yes yeah, so that's what that's in reference to but i don't tell you too much more. <laughs> celtic mythology is pretty much my favorite mythology because oh, i've read so many fast-paced and interesting books about all the gods and goddesses and mm -hmm. now we have the kelsey murphy books that are just another addition to yeah. the wonders of irish mythology yeah. and for those who haven't read book one of course if you haven't you really need to read it it's so good <laughs> and but for those who have you know the story takes place in the summer and heart of danube takes place in the winter can you share why you incorporated seasons into your story? And were there any differences between writing a winter and mm. summer protagonist? Yes. Well, the interesting part about book two, um, without giving too much away, the prologue is takes place in winter and it sets up the story. Um, but the story actually is is fundamentally about this war between these two lands. Now, in my mind, summer and winter were always, everybody was always fighting over which season yeah. they were. And okay, fall and spring are easy because... Mm -hmm. You know, it's sort of the in-between. But if you had to struggle through summer, if you had to struggle through winter, which would you choose? And so um, they were the harder ones to live through. So in, in a, <clears throat> I don't know, it just felt natural. And when you're talking about the other world, it was always supposed to be this perfect climate in um, in most of Celtic mythology. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so uh, I just, it just felt like, you know, it was the perfect thing that she's yeah. from Massachusetts, summer versus winter. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, um, the book itself actually is from both perspectives. So the good news is, is you'll still have Kelsey in winter, Kelsey in summer, and you'll have Lexus in winter. And they're going to go back and forth because the story fundamentally is about this war um, that has been going on for so long that people can't even remember what it's about. And it's about the art of diplomacy. It's about learning to talk to each other instead of talking at each other. Yeah. It's about, um, you know, ultimately trying to end the war. Of course, winter wants to end the war by demolishing summer and summer wants to end the war by demolishing winter. But, but really, what do these kids want to do and how do they want to play a part in this war? Um, so it's a, it's a big story. It bounces back and forth between these two characters, both of which are in their own Fianna's, so there's more characters. Right? Yeah. Um, 
Uh, so, and I do introduce a lot of characters. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know why I just tend to. There's no need to apologize for that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it's a big story. It's a little bit longer. Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, the first one was still pretty long. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so there you go. That's the answer to that, I guess. Well, summer and winter are polar opposites. So it makes sense that they're both fighting and in a never-ending war because it feels like that discussion is like a never-ending war like cats and dogs yes exactly exactly yes and i'm you do not need to say sorry for introducing more characters and adding <laughs> more to the plot and making the book longer because mm. i wanted kelsey murphy to be longer i wanted it to be like a 1000 page story because i was so into it Oh, I was good. reading it whenever <laughs> I had the chance. Yeah, we're, we're hitting Shannon Messenger length at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I know it's not easy to choose, mm -hmm. but is there one protagonist in either of your books that's the closest to your heart? Well, protagonists in the story would be either Kelsey or Lexis. Um, I would say that I probably have more in common with Lexis um, in terms of, and her struggle in this story. Um, is about trying to do the right thing but not knowing what that right thing is yeah. so it's a little bit of a harder struggle so I think I had more more sympathy for Lexus in this story um I think with Kelsey you know her struggles are so much more personal in this story mm -hmm. um uh not you know we're, we're we meet and we see um a lot of the people who were she saw in her vision in book one if you haven't read it I don't want to spoil anything um but she's she's reintroduced to parts of her family without giving too much away and she sees more of the lands of summer um so for her it's an exploration of really who she is also because where Lexis has always grown up in winter Kelsey is suddenly put into this world and ha has she really accepted who she is and that's all part of her learning to control her powers, so. Well, I think that Lexus's struggle is one that we can kind of all relate to at times. So I think we all feel a little bit of sympathy for her, but also we can kind of relate to her. Like, we all have that struggle of, am I doing the right thing? Did I do something really wrong, even if I thought it was right? Yeah. Like, and I do think that Kelsey's struggle as well can also be kind of relatable. Like you, we're all still finding ourselves. So yeah. it's so great that it's a dual point of view story, which are some of my favorites. Oh, and good. I think that having two characters from two different lands, two different perspectives, grown up in two different ways, like seeing how they view the war, that's going to be so, so interesting and I know that everyone's going to love it. And speaking of, you were talking about Fianna's. We have Kelsey Murphy's Fianna against Lexus's Fianna. But, so basically everybody, a Fianna is kind of a group designated by your powers. Whether you go to the summer prestigious school or the winter school, you get assigned into a Fianna. What Fianna group do you think you'd be chosen into once you passed all the tests, Erica? Well, there's the one that I would want to be chosen into, yeah. <laughs> like everybody, and the one that I would totally end up, if I was in, now I have to pick from both sides, because mm -hmm. if I was going to choose a Fianna to be in, I would absolutely love to be a changeling, because I think that that could be 
so much fun. I mean, the idea of just like, you know, because in this one, you um, you have to touch uh, the whoever you want to change into. You have to physically touch them in order to change into them. And um, once you change back, you can't change again. So, so there are some rules around being a changeling. Um, yeah. But, you know, <clears throat> Swappy has the most fun in the entire plot. I absolutely would love to be a changeling. Um, and then if I was put into the Fiona, I would probably, knowing me, um, I would probably end up being in um, the Charger Fiona. Mainly because when I was a kid, a lot like Zephyr, I was really afraid of horses, even though I was riding them all the time because my, my great uncle had a bunch of horses and go out to his place way out in Maryland um, and ride, be forced to ride and half the time I'd get thrown off and it would, I would be terrified and I sort of had to force myself over that fear. So knowing all of the way that these things are chosen, way that which den I would end up in, I would most definitely get forced into being a charger like Zephyr was. So. Well, I know that any Fiana that you get put into it's going to be a lot of fun because all the characters, they're all so unique. And I really enjoy the fact that you introduce so many characters because we really get to know and love all these characters. I'm saying the word characters a lot. And that's okay. And I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'd be chosen into. I think I'd have to yeah. read The Heart of Danu first because then there might be a Fiano more fit for me. But what do you think, everybody? I. Yeah. No, you don't oh, know which one you'd be in in summer? Hmm. Yeah. Summer, I totally see you in Adder. Ooh. That could be interesting. I could see you with, you know, telepathy and telekinesis and <laughs> like a little Jedi almost. Yes. You know, uh, kind of like Nile. Um, but you're also a leader, so you could be a charger. How are you with horses? <laughs> I've never written one but well, it might be something fun to try and fall yeah. off and bruise myself <laughs> you know the key is stay, hanging on that's something i've learned over the years i think i would just literally ditch when it would get too much for me. <laughs> i don't know that i was actually you know thrown off the horse uh, i did have a horse get stung by a bee once and that Ooh. was terrifying because it yeah yeah not that must have been a crazy experience for the horse and you. And it was. <laughs> do you ever face the demon known as the writer's block? And if so, how do you keep your ideas flowing and keep on writing? You know, um, that word is, is a scary word. It so is. I try not to ever really think about it or use it. There are times when I'm tired and I need to get up and walk away from the screen. Um, and sometimes that can be a couple hours. Sometimes that can be a couple of days. It just depends upon, um, how I'm feeling. But I, I think the, the best thing to do in those scenarios is to get some, get some, get out, outside, um, get some exercise. Um, there's something about, uh, when oxygen starts pumping, when you start actually physically yeah. moving around, the ideas just come easier. Um, sitting down, being sedentary for too long for me personally, it just makes me, you know, so I have to change my setting. Sometimes I have to go to a coffee shop and get out of the house. Um, sometimes I have to go to the library. The library is the best because it's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so sometimes it's just that. Well, they say that a coffee shop is where JK Rowling came up with Harry Potter. Um, yes. wrote it on a napkin. So I did yes. coffee shops. I wouldn't really do anything there because I don't drink coffee. 
Not yet. <laughs> well, they have other uh, things too. <laughs> yeah. I'll just sit there and pretend like I have a reason to be there other than just writing. And sometimes the bookstores have coffee shops in them. So like Barnes Noble does sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like I go up to, there's a place called Village Well in Culver City where I live. Um, and uh, I think about half of Kelsey Murphy was written there. Wow. So, yeah. Well, before we start our rapid fire questions, I'm just curious to know. So you said that you are going to be on a panel at a book conference tomorrow at a workshop. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that workshop? And oh, sure. Uh, it's called the ALAN workshop. Um, it's a part of the uh, National Teachers. They had a big convention here oh, yeah. over the weekend. And this is, um, I don't know, these extra two days of it. Um, so I'm on a uh, world building um, panel with Tracy Dion and Lizelle Sambury. Um, Tracy wrote Legend Born and Lizelle wrote uh, Blood Like Fate. Uh, they're wow. YA authors, a little, little <laughs> older stuff than I usually write, but it should be really fun. Um, so I'm very excited about that. So that's tomorrow. And I, I think they'll probably put them up online afterwards, I think. Well, I want to watch them online because I saw all all the hoopla at NCTE and I was like I yeah. want to be there so bad and now with that new ALA conference the edition and I'm like oh why <laughs> am I stuck in Sacramento oh well it's not that far from you we're in Anaheim so that's true <laughs> I can see Disneyland oh now you're just egging it on <laughs> I'm sorry well, I hope I can be there next year because it sounds like a lot of fun. And now it's time for some rapid fire questions. In my okay. new Rumor Has It series, I've started for all the returning authors who have new and upcoming books. I've added a few rapid fire questions. So here goes. <coughs> I know this is going to be a really tough question off the bat, but what is your favorite book from your childhood? Uh, Well, I had two. Can I do two? Yeah, uh, a wrinkle in time, Madeline yes. Langle, and okay. I loved Fahrenheit four fifty one, which was really those are two amazing <laughs> ones. You have such a great book taste. All oh, the wrinkle in time books are great, and Fahrenheit <laughs> four fifty one, Chef's Kiss. So good. I think it blew my mind. I mean, just the opening line. I was just uh, yeah, yeah, Ray Bradbury. And like it's so it's so ahead of its time, but also like not because like you have yeah. book getting now and book burning then. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the 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 saddest part is that we keep that book keeps becoming relevant because we're mm -hmm. not learning from our mistakes. <laughs> it's a history repeats itself, but it doesn't have to repeat itself. Exactly. Exactly. And my next question is, what are you currently reading? Um, a Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue, which Ooh. is a young adult novel that's probably too old for middle grade readers because. <laughs> Completely over the top, but I'm absolutely loving it. It's really I've fun. heard of such great yeah, YA recommendations, and I can't wait until I'm a young adult and I can f read them without being super confused the entire time and kind of scared. <laughs> I don't know if you'd be confused. It's just one of those things where it's very over the top, um, and I don't think it would be as much fun until you're a little older. How's that? That's true. <laughs> Middle grade is always so fun and hopeful. Yes. I don't want to, I don't want to leave middle grade books. Yeah. YA is not always very hopeful. <laughs> not yeah. at least in the middle of it. So. It's still important to have those kind of books though. And yes. now moving over to films, what is your favorite movie? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I have a lot of favorite movies. I mean, the Star Wars 
yes. original trilogies were my first loves. Um, I went to the Lord of the Rings even right after I had uh, given birth to my daughter. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, I'm leaving you two weeks old, but I'm going to the movie theaters to see the Lord of the Rings. Um, but, uh, you know, I have so many, I loved Independence Day with Will Smith. I mean, I can watch that movie over and over and over again. Um, I love the movie Practical Magic. I mean, I don't know. There's just so many that I loved. I think <clears throat> since we're coming into the holiday seasons, Home Alone, especially yeah. the sequel in New York. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my dad loves all those Independence Day movies. He won't yes. turn them off when they're on. And it gets kind of... Uh, <laughs> I like them. They're pretty entertaining. Yeah. And I haven't watched Home Alone. I keep telling myself I need to watch it. But I haven't uh, yet. So maybe when we get closer to the holidays, I'll have some hot cocoa and watch Home Alone. Maybe they're I'll always on. They're always on. Have you read from the mixed up files of Mrs. Baisley to Frank Waller? I haven't, but I... I like. That's probably my top two. I have Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret on my yeah. TV red, TBR stack, and I need to have that one as well. So That one is about kids that uh, run away to live in the Met, yeah. and that's what I feel like when I watch Home Alone, <laughs> especially the second one, because it's all about having an annoying family, and you just don't want to go on vacation with them, yeah. and for some reason, fate just always lets him escape mm -hmm. going on these vacations so it's kind of funny they do seem very funny and crazy and also from the mixed up files of basley frank well like i love so many el Konigsberg books we read yeah. them in school and they are so interesting and unique so i need to read basley frank weiler and okay Okay. My next rapid fire question is is there a song that never fails to make you want to dance um the theme song to friends oh um, yes <laughs> yes i'll be there for you by the it's the remembrance right i think yeah. so yeah yeah I, i'll be there for I, you. even if the show just comes on i'm up <laughs> yeah my mom loves friends so yeah. that's gonna make her smile because <laughs> no one else watches it oh no house. it's funny <laughs> I need so I did the Lego for the friends, but I haven't actually seen many of the shows, but they do seem pretty funny. They're fun. They're a lot of fun. And if you could choose, this is probably the toughest rapid fire question, but if you could choose three people to invite for a dinner party, who would they be and why? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, uh, okay. I think I would, and it depends upon the years of the inviting. I would really love to invite Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah. Um, just to get into the minds of that kind of painter. Um, Robin Williams. I'm making all the dead people. <laughs> I would love to actually sit down and have yeah. have a conversation with Robin Williams because that would have been awesome. And now if we're picking from people now, uh, Barack Obama. Yes. Those are three great ones. Although Vincent Van Gogh was a little... Um... He was a little out of his mind. I think yeah. I wanted to see him in the early years. Yeah. <laughs> His out of his mind phase is really out of his mind. Although he made his best paintings then. We had this Van Gogh exhibition like place near yeah. us. It was so magical. It with was. All those paintings flowing in leaves and grass it was, and flowers. Well, he so much movement into his paintings. And then episode from Doctor Who, I don't know if you've ever seen it, um, with, I think it was Matt 
Smith was Doctor Who then, and he he brings the young Van Gogh because Van Gogh had none of his success while he was alive. Wow! So he that... actually, I don't even know that he ever sold a painting while he was alive. Really? Um, yeah. And I know that I I read that he was actually colorblind a little bit. So that yeah. was that he had so much talent. He was like, I don't know what this color is, but I'm going to put it on here because I think it works. Yeah. He was so ahead of his time. And and so they, they have this great episode. You can watch the clip online um, where he takes him to see his own artwork hanging in museum, you know, wow. and watching people talk about them and sort of, because um, he was just so uh, unappreciated at all when he was painting, so... Maybe he wouldn't have gone a little psycho and cut his ear off. Maybe not. <laughs> I think well, artists take themselves that way. <laughs> Starry Night is probably my all-time <laughs> favorite painting. So yeah. it would be great to see young Van Gogh have his, like, see, hear his thoughts and maybe feel like, whoa, I can really paint. And yeah. speaking of thoughts, yes. do you prefer physical books, ebooks, or audiobooks? Um, I typically prefer physical books. Me too. Um, you know, I, uh, I will read eBooks if I'm traveling. Um, but, uh, cause I don't want to have to carry more than two or three. <laughs> get kind of heavy. Um, yeah. but yeah. I think that with audiobooks, I find myself not necessarily diving into the story, more like hearing the words, but they kind of flow from ear to ear. Um, but I still, I think the narrators are amazing, but like, you know what it is for me with audiobooks is I love audiobooks, but, um, if I'm in the car, I'm okay. A lot of times though, if I'm just listening to something, it's like, I'm, I hate this. Like when I'm watching something on yeah. the screen, like if I have the TV running in the background, I'm not paying attention to it. And so yeah. sometimes I'd be like, oh, wait, I got to back it up because I didn't, but with a page, if you start to drift off, you're like, you know, I'm going to put this down because I'm kind of tired and I'll come back to it. Um, and you don't have that luxury. Yeah, like uh, when your mom calls you, you can't, you don't pause, you can't just put a bookmark in the yeah. book. The audiobook keeps running, and I'm like, oh my God, what, 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 what minute was I on? But yeah, they're exactly. still so amazing. Although ebooks give me migraines because I can't stare at a screen for too long. It's like the white yeah. page. and Yeah. Well, the good news is the new, e the new readers are actually, they're making it look a little bit more like a book. Ooh. So it's not as bright and it's, um, and the really lightweight, uh, not to try and push readers and everyone, but, um, but the, if you, if you have to do them, they're, they're better than like reading eBooks on your screen, on your computer. Yeah. Yeah. Although like when you have the Kindle thingies, they're very helpful. Cause like, you don't, have to, you can have 10 books on your Kindle, but it's, you don't have to have yes. 10 physical books, lugging them around and hurting your neck your shoulder and neck so that's for travel it is kind yeah. of nice to have the yeah especially if you have to go somewhere like your grandparents house for christmas and you're like eh, i'm just gonna take this or for the holidays yeah. I should yeah and i mentioned this question in the beginning because it was kind of a segue cats or dogs okay i'm a dog person um okay. but i love cats so yeah. don't don't get me wrong my mom has cats she's got mm -hmm. four cats and i love to go visit them but i'm allergic um, so I would have cats and dogs, but I have dogs. <laughs> so, well, I love both of them. Although I used to be kind of very afraid of dogs. Like my aunt had the St. Bernard, I think. And like, I was three years old and the dog was like so bigger than me. And I was yeah. like, that's ah! a big, <laughs> you know, what's weird is I was afraid of little dogs. 
because oh, they used yeah, to they, they run up to my yeah. ankles <laughs> and freak me out. And they're like, arf, arf, arf. well, yeah. and I was always afraid they were going to bite my ankles. And so my mother actually had to buy a small dog. Like she was like <laughs> forcing me to get over my fear. <laughs> well, I still love dogs either way. Although I'm more of a cat person just because they kind of stick to themselves and like they sometimes come over, but like they're not slobbering yeah. you and pooping very big poops that's what my mom likes to say <laughs> well yeah at least the dogs are always going outside that's so true that <laughs> we don't allow my cat to go outside although he always wants to my cousin yeah. was like we don't want fleas and ticks in the house well it's under my mom doesn't let her cats go out either and yes we have to keep the dog on medication mm. for fleas and ticks especially yeah. ticks these days so well i love both animals and if I if you aren't allergic, if you had a cat, that would be such a that you're you would love having a cat because they just they they're I don't know there's something about them that kind of soothes you. Yeah. I, whereas maybe because they don't they meow a lot but they don't bark so I feel like there yes. might be a difference. My golden retriever is uh about seventy pounds and um uh-huh. she's more like a person because she. <laughs> refuses to sleep on the floor so she gets in the bed and she's like having a whole other body <laughs> right there um and sometimes I wake up and I'm a pillow uh for her um so it is a little like having a toddler in the house all the time whereas a cat will go and do their own thing the dog is like are you paying attention to me why aren't you paying attention to me I'm sitting right here pay attention to me um and that's sometimes why I have to go to a coffee shop because she yeah. drives well, me it's so cute I I find that really cute like they're puppy dog eyes and yes. I'm I'm gonna be asking you with like those kind of eyes will there be a third book in the Kelsey Murphy series yes this is a trilogy I'm actually Whoa. working on the third book now um and as far as I know right now that'll be the last it it will come to a satisfying conclusion the story um at that point and then I guess we'll find out if there's going to be more after that I hope there will be more but if there is I'm I'm okay with satisfying conclusions not just an author ending a series where that should not be ended and there's room like for more but I'm I'm happy with the satisfying conclusion I'm satisfied with that and <laughs> okay. I'm really excited because the heart of Danu is so close. May twenty third. It's my cousin's birthday, so nice. it's his eighteenth, I think. Wow. Oh, yeah, eighteenth. Um, that's a big one. I'm I'm losing track because he's, <laughs> he's now like he's gonna be an adult. Oh my god. Uh, my mom's kind of an out. adult. <laughs> yeah, can... and it's gonna be like a birthday present for. I might give it. To him. I might give him a copy, like for a birthday oh. present. Well, thank you. I gotta spread the word about the heart of Danu because it's gonna, I know it's gonna be so good because the first Kelsey Murphy book was. And now it's time for the final question for okay. today. In honor of November being the month of giving thanks, I'm asking everyone I interview, who are you most thankful for? Um, well, I'm most thankful for my family. I mean, I have uh an, an incredible supportive partner and my husband, and I have um a wonderful son and a wonderful daughter who are who are always there for me um I'm also very thankful for my dog who drives me crazy (laughs) um but I'm definitely most thankful for my family because they're just so um we're kind of our own little Fianna (laughs) so the Louis Fianna the Louis Fianna exactly exactly (laughs) I love that and 
I think that family is so important, and I think that I'd be most thankful for my family, the crazy Biana. That's what I'd call us. Crazy? <laughs> Aww. Well, they seem pretty supportive. Yeah, crazy supportive. And You've got some amazing dreams you're making come true. I'm so impressed. So, Thank you. And I'm so impressed with your writing. I mean, I know you're an adult, but like Kelsey Murphy and the Academy for the Unbreakable Arts kept my attention more than most books that I've ever read, even books that I read in one sitting. Thank Kelsey you. Murphy, I told my mom, I need to read this in the shower. Is there a way I can do that? uh there there wasn't I had to wait but I went like right after I got out of the shower I was like I need to finish I need to read this I need to read this well thank you that's amazing that makes me feel makes all of the work worthwhile we need to well I think that your work is worthwhile times 100 because I Kelsey Murphy one of the best well now it's a series that I've ever read and it's been so nice having you back on E-Train Talks and getting the chance to talk to you again. Thank and I you. want to take a moment to thank you for being so supportive of everything I do. And um, just thank you for writing your books because that was two hours of my time that I, that were spent reading and smiling and jumping up and down at the awesome conclusion and cliffhangers. And also, I'm so, so excited for Kelsey Murphy for The Heart of Denu, which I can hardly wait to read. And I'm so happy to be able to share the exciting news about your new book coming out. Yeah. And just getting to be one of the first people to learn about it and share a bit about it. Congratulations. And I'm oh, sure everyone you. listening is dying to read all the books in the Kelsey series. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for coming. It's been an honor. And everybody, you need to read erica's books you will not regret it and this concludes my very first rumor has it episode where authors return to talk about their upcoming books and new books erica's book comes out may 23rd 2023 not 2024 so stay tuned that's less than a year Woo! Yep. and be sure to follow erica's writing journey on social media and on ericalewis.com i just saw that she joined the hive social so you can yes. find her there everyone Yes. And until next time, everyone, stay safe. Dance party. Keep reading, and I'll see you soon. <laughs>